Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. I'll tell you, the fallout continues with the Major League Baseball cheating scandal. Huh? A bunch of guys getting fired, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like Christmas time at an iHeartRadio station. Oh, oh that just an happened. inside radio joke. Yeah, and, and the funny thing about it is this is worse than any Christmas time layoff situation that's been going on over the past week. So if you're trying to call your other favorite radio stations, uh, good luck trying to get somebody on the phone because <laughs> nobody works there anymore. So the uh, the Major League Baseball thing, the latest, you know, of course, the, the Astros, the Houston Astros back in 2017 cheated in the World Series. They've, they've been, it's been proven. They stole signals so they knew which pitches would be coming. Did you hear the latest that some players were wearing buzzers apparently inside oh my their God, Really? Yes, yes. That came out. I'll, I'll find it for you while you're telling your story. Wow. This is great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That. And then 2000, like one of the guys on the team in 2017 went to the Red Sox to be their manager. They won the next year's World Series. And apparently use the same kind of system. So the Dodgers, who were the victims in both of those World Series, are like, the city council passed a motion saying, hey, they should make the Dodgers the World Series champs for 2017 and 18. So and the, I actually kind of agree with that. I think they I, should have to vacate the championship. It's very, uh, yeah, I don't know if you can make anybody else champion. I don't think no, you can make anybody the championship, yeah. but I think they should take the, the thing away. I, I hate rewriting history like that, but there is a case for it. I admit that. Uh, but the latest fallout is uh, Carlos Beltran, who was a player for the Astros in 2017 and became the manager of the New York Mets. I don't think he's managed a game, and they fired him already because of what happened back in 2017. So Oops. he's gone, but I love the way it was phrased. It, the, the actual quote says, they mutually agreed to part ways. Well, that is what we call a euphemism. Yeah, yeah, mutually I, agreed. So he, <laughs> I, I don't know what his salary was. I've read anywhere from three million to ten million dollars. So anybody making either of those or anywhere in between is not going to come up forward, come front, and say, "Hey, you know, I really screwed up a couple of years ago. Let me step aside quietly." Yeah, yeah no, no, nobody's going to do that. They're going to try and ride the storm out and do their job and try and collect that money. Nobody mutually agrees to part ways. When they mutually agree to part ways, that's because they've been given a choice. Either we're going <laughs> yeah. to fire you or you're right. going to get fired. Right. Those are your choices. It's more like they had a knife to my throat and I took the only choice I had to stay alive. Right. That, you know, it, it's as simple as that. So that's the latest thing going on right now. The buzzer hey thing. Hey, guys, I am so glad all these managers are getting fired. There's no place for cheating like that. It's such a terrible example for our children. Uh -huh. oh, okay, thank you. Who's calling? Oh, this is Lori Laughlin. Have a great weekend. Ah, uh, there you go. Thank you, Lori, very much. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate you listening. We're talking about the uh, the Major League Baseball sign-stealing scandal that the Houston Astros were involved in. A bunch of guys got fired for it. They were basically stealing signs, and there, the original reason or the original methodology behind informing players when they were at the plate was it banging on the drum. You know, the if there's no sound, it was a fastball. If it was a sound, it was like a curveball or a slider exactly. or whatever, a changeup of some sort. Well, now... There are allegations that players wore buzzers inside their jerseys, like, like like vibrating buzzers. Unbelievable. That would be like taped to their body and that somebody would signal them to tell them what kind of pitches were coming. Right. So, so I mean, that's how elaborate this thing has gotten. It's baseball. Yep. They say the hardest thing to do is to, to hit a baseball, but do you really need all of that assistance? Well, while we're talking about cheating, doing things wrong, okay. and, you know, that kind of thing, we got to mention this story and we didn't have a chance to. The guy who, who ran Nissan in Japan... 
Okay. Uh, like, you know, huge bucks. I mean, this is Nissan big time, is what okay? Datsun became years yeah, ago. Exactly, yeah, exactly. The car yeah. company. Yeah. Um, and he was on these charges of, of all kinds of financial malfeasance, embezzlement, right. and misappropriation of funds and all that stuff. Right. Before the trial could start, he just smuggled himself out of Japan. Did I think, he? I think to Lebanon. Yeah. Carlos Gosan, I think is his name. And he was able to get him out, get himself out of the country. Of course, he had people helping him. In a Yamaha speaker case. Okay. That's how he got through customs because they were too big for the x-ray machines. All so right. he smuggled himself out. Yeah. You talk about Mission Impossible. Smuggled himself out in a giant speaker case and then rode on the plane that way. It's a little bit more comfortable than coach, but that's not important now. <laughs> but it got us to thinking about the times you stole something by smuggling it under your clothing. You know, because uh, we've all done that. Why don't you tell your story? Right. I, I and did I'm this. sure we'll get a listener story. And I'm going to tell you right now, I still own this item. I did this. Uh, my buddy Cliff and I, Cliff worked at a record com- uh, record store that shall remain nameless in Natick, Massachusetts. Okay. All right. And Cliff and I had sort of a bet. Cliff bet me that I couldn't steal the Led Zeppelin box set. Which the first box set, which comes in a in a in a, a huge, it's about a, an inch thick box that's the size of a regular album, a, a record album. So it's twelve inch. Oh, that's big. You okay. know, like a record yeah. album. You know, it's the big square one, a yeah. little box set. Yep. Um, and he 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 guaranteed me I couldn't steal it. Now he worked there, so he was going to be complicit in the in the theft. Okay, so you had an inside man. I had an inside man who wanted. He had to witness it. So I get to the store and I'm wearing a Boston Bruins hockey jersey. And sweatpants, which is uh, an ensemble that I'm not opposed to still no. to, still fronting these days. Hey, before you got a girlfriend, you wore that all the time. I don't have a girlfriend. I have a lady friend. <laughs> okay. We're not dating. So I go into this the store, and the store manager, I asked the store manager for something that she had to go into the back for. Cliff stood there at the store and watched as I jammed the entire box set down the front of my sweatpants <laughs> and covered it with my hockey jersey mm-hmm. and stood there. Now, I couldn't yeah. walk out with Cliff. Yeah, Cliff would have let me walk out no problem. Right. But Cliff was standing there at the register. I had to actually go to the register with the box set in my sweatpants with the hockey yeah. jersey yeah. And, and interact with the manager girl before I could walk out and get away with it. That would take suspicion away from your buddy. Right. Right. So that That's, was... And you still own this. And I still own that All box right, set. It is the box set that is still sitting on my shelf. So then and restitution was, is still possible. So, yeah. it's uh, I'm still in possession of stolen goods. In fact, I stole them myself. So that was... 1990, what's that, 39 years ago? Something yeah. like that? Or 29, uh, 29, 29, 29 years, years ago. ago? 29 years okay. ago? Okay, we got another guy who's got a got a confession. Okay. Go ahead, buddy. In a, in a reference to uh, Animal House, of course, nothing for me today, thanks. <laughs> yep, that's a, that's a Pinto, sure. Yep. Yeah, so uh, so I was going to school at Saguaro High School, and we had, a, we had a resource officer there, and he'd park across the street at the church, and a whole gaggle of kids would always climb around his window and talk to him for a while. Well, when we were talking to the guy, I stole one of his emergency lights off his light bar. <laughs> and he didn't notice it. You had this under your shirt? I had to. Are you kidding? What was I going to wear on my head? <laughs> what you just, did you walk away and I, get away with it? I backed away slowly and blended into the crowd. And where is that light today? That light is in a place of honor in my home. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, sir, what you did was very, very wrong. But yeah, good, no, no, good story. We're not advocating, by the way. No, Just absolutely, merely, absolutely merely reminiscing. Yep. Now, this is the kind of headline we're talking about here. Our buddy Chris just emailed us. 
The headline is, woman captured on camera slipping six-pound ham into her skirt. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Is that a six-pound ham in your skirt? Or are no. you just glad to see me? No. Uh, you know, when you've, in the past, we're not advocating it, but sometimes you have used your clothing to smuggle stuff out of places. Not saying, not saying it's it's a good behavior. We're not advocating the behavior. We're not even excusing the behavior. We're merely recognizing that it has, on occasion, taken place. This was many, many years ago for me, over 40 years ago. Okay, you want to tell the story? I was working at Waldbaum Supermarket in Baldwin, Long Island. Okay, then. Late night, me and a buddy were stock, uh, you know, stocking the shelves, you know, busting up the boxes in the back and things like that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we realized, huh. We haven't gotten the call to come up front, you know, turn in your aprons for the night and head home. And so we went back into the front and we were like, huh, there's nobody here in the store. You've been locked in? This store is closed. We were locked in. And back in those days, there were no cell phones or anything like that. And there was no Jennifer Conley. No Jennifer Conley locked in the store with us like that movie. Damn it. That would have been great. Yes. But we had to wait until the manager got home to his home 40 minutes away. Try and reach him, and then wait for him to come back. So we had well over an hour. Now, you couldn't unlock the door from the inside and walk out? Yeah, hell no. That sounds it like wasn't a, like that. That sounds like a fire hazard. No. That, um, that's, that seems like that seems like a, a way to... I mean, after the Coconut Grove fire and stuff, you would have thought that everything had some sort of an emergency. It, it probably did, but maybe we just didn't figure it out, okay. or we didn't want to set the alarm off, or uh, whatever, which really would have been the smarter thing to do, yeah, I, I suppose. Me- I remember when I locked myself in my car, I couldn't get out either. <laughs> that was a, it's like when a time when I got caught on the escalator when, when oh, it broke down. No, yeah, it was terrible. miserable, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, by the time the manager got back, let's just say the tube socks that I was wearing, because I was in style back then. Sure. Um, the tube socks I was wearing under my jeans, which were loose enough, were filled with a the highest-end Gillette razor money could buy. Huh. And, of course, you know what I need with that? Shaving cream. Shaving cream. What right. else? Uh... Replacement blades. Oh, of course, yeah. And the replacement yeah. blades. Now, you go to try to buy replacement shaving blades these days, it's like a nuclear secret. Exactly. It's unbelievable how expensive and, and guarded, well guarded they are. I saw the future. Yeah. I took those blades. Look at you. You have a stock, you still have a stockpile of those? Because No, I do not. But I used that razor, I'm talking about, for probably eight years. No kidding. It was a nice high end razor, and it was mine. Beautiful. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying I did it. And you got away with it. I did get away with it. Oh, we got another story here. Let's do it. What's up, buddy? Hey, I'm a retired police officer. And years ago, I was sent to Sears for a petty theft. And when I got there to the office, there was a uh, a large lady wearing a muumuu and a microwave oven sitting next to her. And I asked the agent, what, what did she take? And he said, the microwave. She stuck it between her legs and walked out the door. <laughs> and, and I said, no. And he showed me the video. And then he said, do you want to seize the microwave? And I said, I ain't touching that microwave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's what they invented the, the rubber gloves for. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, I said, I'll just, I'll just photograph it, and we'll call it quits. You can put it back on the shelf. I don't know who bought it, but I, I certainly wasn't looking for a microwave after that. That's for darn sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and just a little, little tip from your Uncle Paul here. Do not try to microwave fish. No, no. And, uh, that story reminded me of. And another tip, it doesn't always work when you slide the stuff under your clothing. No. Okay, then. Let's get some more stories. Okay. About taking things out of places under your clothing. Yes. 
Good morning. When I was young, like 14, 15, me and my dad used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings a lot to watch games, you know? Yep. And um, they oftentimes had, like, special beer glasses where, like, the pint glass would have, like, an Arizona State logo on it or a Diamondbacks logo on it. And sometimes he would finish his beer if I was wearing a hoodie, and he would just hand me the glass and say, throw this in your hoodie (laughs) and make me smuggle it out for him. Your dad had you do his bidding for him. Yeah, he had me smuggling his beer glasses right up out of Buffalo Wild Wings. That's a little. That's just a little bit of father son. Yeah, bonding, bonding is what that is. Yeah. Um, so, exactly. how many times did you have to do that, and did you ever get caught? Oh, tons of times. And no, we never got caught, but we still have a, a cabinet at home full of beer glasses. Nice one. <laughs> All right, it's still wrong, but we raise one of those to you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I love the Peter Griffin laugh at the end. I love, uh, you know, dads and sons, you know, they they should have something to bond over. Sports, uh, maybe, you know, maybe my son and I will go out and shoot occasionally. You know, a little fishing, maybe. Yeah. They had, just, they had pilfering in that common. Is, that is the prototypical, don't tell your mother about this. <laughs> totally. Yeah, don't oh tell my your God. mother about this. Yeah. Okay, hang on. We've got, it. We've got a... Uh, a female crime boss here, I believe. Okay, then, by the way... You ever notice how the stories start with, hey, listen, this was a long time ago, okay? Or many, many years ago, when I was young, so let's get this one. Wait a minute, I I, I gotta tell you, I just got a text, and it's a text that you probably... That you'll probably want to know because it's coming from a good friend of the radio program, <clears throat> who we all know, who just wanted to announce. Hi, this is Attorney General Mark Burnovich <laughs> for the burnout for you. And my goodness, wasn't that a wonderful story? Yeah. He just said, did that guy just confess to a felony? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I got but, it. Yeah, it's like, just remember, both Mark, it, okay. Mark, if you're a cop, you have to tell them. That's right. <laughs> Your responsibility now, Berno. All right, thanks. Uh, thanks. All right, so. Berno is now rolling tape on the program. All right, let's hear your story. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, yeah, back uh, many, many years ago, I used to go to Goodwill and wear baggy clothes and then go in the dressing room and put on a bunch of clothes and then my baggy clothes over it again and then leave. Oh. Stealing from Goodwill. Wow, that's pretty low. I know. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> yes, it is. All right, Berno, we do want her prosecuted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're the lowest of the low. Wow. You couldn't get much lower than that. All right, well, uh, we'll try to keep you from having to steal from a charitable organization yeah, coming so, up in about 15 minutes. Yeah. Steal from the steal from the, the evil corporate <laughs> mega, you know, monolith. No, no, you know? no, no, for the record. Actually, don't, don't steal, steal from, from anybody. anybody. Yes. But if you're going to do it, right. you know... Hit up the evil, gray, faceless corporation. <laughs> the target has to be deserving. Yes, all I'm not, the, not the charity. No. All right. Yeah, you know what? Good rule of thumb, don't steal from anybody. Yes, that's okay? a nice, that's the, the golden so. rule. Celebration, enjoyment, merriment, all the things that you could possibly want in a celebratory Friday. It's the Mark and the Underpaul Dumbass of the Day. Let's yeah. celebrate stupidity. We are sponsored by Arrowhead Harley-Davidson at arrowheadharley.com. All of the following events took place very recently in Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay, then. Yes. Local dumbassery. Our dumbass is a, a young woman named Amanda, a 26-year-old who, who owed some money 
to an unscrupulous individual. And you know what this unscrupulous individual who was owed the money was saying to Amanda? I want my $2. Better have all my money. Not half my money. Not some of my money. Better have all, all my, my money. money. Yeah. But Amanda had no money. <clears throat> Uh-oh. So uh, stiffing the guy. Yep. So Amanda took to stealing packages off of people's porches, which has become very fashionable here in the Valley. It's kind of like wrong-way driving. Okay, then. Yeah. Um... What she would do was then trade those packages to the guy she owed money to or perhaps sell them to get the money. So back on December 21st, you're talking about a time when you got all kinds of packages being delivered. Amanda had somebody drive her down a street in Scottsdale, stopping, running up to houses, grabbing packages that hadn't yet been brought in. Amanda got a bunch of stuff. Sadly for her, though, several houses on the block had the ring doorbell system. Uh-oh. So that, of course, gave police a surveillance camera view of a woman stealing packages. But you can't necessarily tell exactly who it is from those things No, they're, they're, right? they're good, but they're not perfect. Yeah, right. But, if uh, only Amanda had some way of identifying Yeah, herself. yeah. Sadly for Amanda, when police look at suspects on video, mm-hmm. they generally notice if you're wearing an ankle monitor or not. Hmm. And Amanda was. Now, is there only a way to track somebody wearing an ankle monitor? <laughs> well, they they do track your movement, those darn ankle mon- monitors. Do they? Yes. The police then turn this over to the adult probation services who track the devices. Okay, then. And Amanda's name popped up as the ankle monitor wearer who was on that street at that time. No. Yes. Coincidence. Police arrested Amanda on January 7th. And, bonus, uh, she had meth on her at the time. Oh, that is a bonus. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Yep. So it's all on Amanda now. And that is why Amanda is the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that was a beautiful story you just told. Morning. Good morning. I'm calling from the Mesa Public Library. Oh, hey. And I just wanted to let people know about our holiday weekend hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Martin Luther King Jr. Day on Monday. Yeah, I assume you guys are going to be open on Monday or no? No. The Mesa Public Library will be closed on Monday in observance of the holiday. But don't forget, we have a vast collection of books and reference materials on Martin Luther King Jr. here at the Mesa Public Library. Right. So my guess is you've got, like, all of his stuff, like the I Have a Dream speech being the most famous, right? Yes, we do. You know, speaking of that, I have a dream. Oh, you do, do you? (laughs) I have a dream that everyone will return their overdue books to the Mesa Public Library. Really? Martin Luther King Jr. was all about freedom. But no one has the freedom to selfishly keep overdue library books. Okay, well, good enough. So you guys are closed on Monday. Yes. The Mesa Public Library will be closed on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Okay. But the people who send out the fines for overdue books will be working. They're always working. You see, we're not like the Phoenix Public Library. We care about our books. Right, sure. So you keep saying library. You realize the word is library, right? Um, I think I know where I work. Okay, then. All right. (laughs) 
just kind of scrolling through our Facebook page here, and uh, Joe writes, Good morning, guys. Thanks for putting the 30-second song challenge cheat sheet on the dry erase board during your morning videos. What? What are you talking about? Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, he says, Some people just don't know how to use social media to their advantage. <laughs> um, but that is that is a little hint there for you. And I'm, I'm reading some of the comments because I'm trying to find another one. I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday we talked about your mishap with the gear shift and the fact that you were stuck in traffic. And I almost died. And holding up traffic. And almost died. And so we we posted about the story and just saying, you know, have you ever been the person who holds up traffic, who causes a traffic jam? And, you know, we got a few stories that way, too, as well as all the ones that were called in. But there were some comments that were just of the nature of, well, that happens because people just don't know about the rules and don't know how to drive and, you know, this and well, that. Yeah, it's everybody knows. Every, you, the only person on the road that knows how to drive is you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, everybody Every, else is an idiot. Everybody else is either an idiot or a maniac. Yeah, that's the George Carlin. Um, that's the George Carlin philosophy is exactly. what that is. Yeah. If they're driving slower than you, they're an idiot. Yep. If they're driving faster than you. They're a maniac. A maniac. Yep. I see it all the time. So one of the comments was, this is because some idiots don't know how to drive. Okay. Well, okay. that makes that makes sense. Sure. Listen, new internet rule. Okay. All right. If you're going to call somebody an idiot online, you have to spell idiot correctly. What happened? I D O I T S is not idiots. Idoit. It's yeah. I don't know how you pronounce that. Idoit. Might be. It's maybe it's idoit. Maybe it's idoit. Whatever it is, it's not idiot. So let's just establish that rule. If you're going to call someone an idiot online, spell idiot correctly. You got to do better than that. You're going to lose the argument. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. That's that's got to be what happens. So please, I I, I see that all the time. And, you know, at a football game, you know, you'll have a sign that says something nasty about the opposing quarterback. You know, it may say, you know, Mahomes, you're no good. And it's Y-O-U-R. Right, instead exactly, of the, yeah. Instead of that particular version of the word your. I'm stunned at how many nine-year-olds are capable of putting together <laughs> effective memes and how many grown-ass adults can't. <laughs> yes, if you're, yeah, if you're going for the meme thing, if you're making memes, spell check them. Yeah, or don't share it. And don't sit back and go, oh, it's okay, I didn't make the meme. It doesn't matter. You look like an idiot. Yeah, I, kn- I know... That, you know, sometimes we'll make mistakes. Hell, I killed Neil Young during uh, during CNN. But when you have time to write it out, just go back and review it quickly. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take that long. Proofread. Yes, or else people will call you and... You do it. I do it. As we head towards the weekend, it's Friday. Maybe, maybe... You'll be in the mood later on to raise an adult beverage, perhaps to Betty White, who's celebrating her 98th birthday today. Yeah, I mean, you know? it's funny. Uh, surprisingly few Betty White birthday mentions on uh, social media today. Yeah. Surprisingly few, because that's usually one that gets, you know, gets a whole lot of run. You know what yep, I mean? Whether yep. or not she... 98 is astounding. And she's it's still amazing. whip smart. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen her in a few years, is what I'm thinking. Eh, and, well, I don't know. But, you know... She, she could be forgiven for slowing down. Oh, maybe, absolutely. Maybe Betty White can have a beer today. Maybe. And this right. is the time of the week where we take you back to your first beer. We ask people for stories and something we call my first beer. Jeremy from Phoenix. Okay, first beer? Uh, Red Dog. Uh, this was Glendale, Arizona, 59th Avenue in uh, Camelback. Little liquor store, 19 years old. 
Uh, they would sell it to us. Didn't even ask for ID. Park next door. Go to the park. We're on the slide. Drinking Red Dog. I know you said you were 19, but there's something creepy about the thought of drinking beer on a slide in a park. <laughs> what else are you going to do in, in 1992? And is the liquor store still there? Yes. Wow. Okay, they're checking IDs now. I don't think the same guy owns the place. And I'll bet they're checking IDs. Yeah, guarantee you. (laughs) Yeah, as soon as he... I got to be honest with you. I got a confession here. I feel very old when somebody says their first beer was a red dog. Yeah, exactly. That's not a very old beer. And he said 1992. I mean, I'm trying to think of how many years I got him beat by. And I don't want to think of how many years I got him beat by. Uh, 88, uh, 89, so... Mine's probably about 1975, so... Yeah, so eight, yeah, 89, I turned 21, so... Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, it, I mean yeah. of course, I didn't have a beer before I was 21, yeah. because that would be illegal. Right, of course. Right. We, you know what? As we joke around about this, we do encourage you to be responsible, drink responsibly, take, right. use ride shares, taxis, have a designated driver. Don't do stupid stuff. Yeah, like I said, if you're going to drink irresponsibly, just, you know, stay home. And, and don't drink your beers in a park on a kid's slide. No, no. There's just something wrong about it. No matter what age you are. It's just creepy. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.